sports. 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 Hey folks, let's talk about sports again, baby. Today I'm joined by P, my hard-hitting analyst, and Jay is in uh, Connecticut again. He is uh, he's recovering from his week one fantasy loss, and P and I are both 1-0, so we are looking forward to the playoffs. We are live from Northeast Ohio, where the Cleveland Browns covered the spread in week one. They actually made it close. They did. They they covered by more than a touchdown, which is fascinating. And I think it's safe to say this is the year. Uh, we are two extremely average white guys that don't have a lot to offer. And our mission statement is to get money and, quote, beat the system. P, what kind of sponsors we got today? Mm, no sponsors today. Um, P, I, I, I want to start off... Um, because everybody is getting fired from ESPN, I want to um, verbally assault their Coors Light cold hard facts. Right. And I want to shove our new segment, which is Burning Hot Takes, presented by McDonald's Coffee. Yeah, as we all know, McDonald's coffee is scorching hot all Scorch. the time. Nope. Yep. You buy it at 8 a.m., you start drinking it at noon. <laughs> or, hey. put it, or put it in the refrigerator because you're not drinking that bad boy right away. Hey, can I can I have an ice cube in my... Oh, wow. Still burnt the shit out of my tongue. Um, we're we're going we're gonna to start off week one uh, with some hard-hitting analysis. We got, we got five little segments here, P. Biggest surprises, biggest letdown, biggest duh, the one and done... And our personal top performers. When I say biggest surprise, week one, fantasy football, who comes to your mind? Both in a fantasy perspective and in a real life perspective, I'm going to go with Jared Goff. Love it. I think... The Rams. The Rams. And I was thinking about that game, about who... Because they absolutely annihilated the Colts. Hilarious. It was so bad. Two point spread. All that. Um, the, obviously, the defense had pretty much everything to do with that. Yep. But I thought Goff looked all right. He had some decent connections with Sammy Watkins and Robert Woods. Gurley wasn't too impressive. He had a good fantasy day, but he still only ran for like 2.9 yards per yeah, carry or something. So he's still getting bottled up. Might be because of the offensive line. But I think Goff made a step in the right direction this week, both in terms of fantasy and real life. Should you go in on your fantasy team? Absolutely not. No, never. never. He, Jared Should, Goff, stay away. Yeah. But, you know, week eight, if you need a streamer for it one week, you don't want to drop anyone too major, just go ahead, pick up Goff, slide him in. He might might be uh, on the upward trend. We'll see. I, I completely agree with your biggest surprise. I think... Um, Especially given how terrible he was last year. That's why it's for, such a huge surprise. I, I think the actual surprise is that he is still not that talented, and they found a way to win with him. They gave Todd Gurley the ball 35 times, yep. and he was... Didn't lose the game He before. was basically shit, but he managed the game. He threw, I think, like 18 passes or something and was 15 for 18 yeah. or something, his best day of his career. Um, 
So, so yeah, I'm, I'm on board. And my, my biggest surprise is um, the Kansas City Chiefs. They obviously upset the New England Patriots. Um, but from a fantasy perspective, Kareem Hunt, Alex Smith are the top two uh, points getters this week mm-hmm. in 47 and 36 and a half, respectively. And Tyreek Hill PPR, right? in half PPR. half PPR. And Tyreek Hill cracked the top five. So that makes three out of the top five were Kansas City Chiefs, and he had 27 and a half. Jeez. And among this elite group of top five, we also find big money Matt Stafford. And Sam Badford, who I know will address we'll, we'll get in a little them. bit. Yeah. But how about them? Kansas City Chiefs, as boring as it gets. On the big right? on the big stage, too. They did it. And they had some fun little trickery plays. I think the first drive, they yeah. had a little shovel pass to Travis right. Kelsey. Travis Church. Kelsey ran the Wildcat. Uh, when Travis Kelsey is running the ball, this could be my new favorite team. And Tyreek Hill obviously doing what he does best with a 70-yard touchdown and the, right. the, the deuces at the end. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so that was to his ex-wife that he beat. <laughs> Sorry, yes. keep going. Uh, obviously, Kareem Hunt, like we've... I know I was a big advocate of Kareem Hunt building him up on last week's episode. Sure. And did not look promising, his first carry. No. Of... So we, we, were, we were watching the game together, and I said, this kid is going to be in the Hall of Fame because that is a Hall of Fame story that he fumbles his very first carry against the Super Bowl champs, New England Patriots, in Foxborough, and he comes back for 150 yards at a touchdown. And 100 yards receiving at a touchdown. And two touchdowns, two touchdowns. receiving, yeah. Right. Unreal. Um, Especially given the fact that he never fumbled it. He literally never fumbled in Toledo. Hilarious. He fumbled one time but got back. So he yep. never lost a fumble in college. First NFL carry, loses it. And then proceeds to shit on the Patriots. And I have to ask, you did win this week, but you did not start Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt As was, high as you were on him. Yes. But in my defense, I started Devonta Freeman, Melvin Gordon, and Marco Murray over yep. Kareem Hunt. Nope. So I had, I had no regrets. Starting, Got it. Yep. Starting those three over him. And now, this week's a little more of a dilemma. Trying yep. to ship one of those running backs <laughs> out. DeMarco. Trying to yeah, trying to shop DeMarco. No, Got no it. buyers. No biters. Yep. Surprising after his uh-huh. seven week or seven point week. Yeah, I know. Weird. Weird. The, the, the Titans the Titans are still on the road for a Super yeah. Bowl, though they lost. Um our our next is biggest letdown. Who do you have as your biggest letdown in week one? I have a tie for uh, my biggest letdown, oh, and it's two, two aging running backs. Uh-oh. The aforementioned DeMarco Murray Oof. and Adrian Peterson. Oh, AP. He wants out. Yeah. He wants out of New Orleans week one. First first off, DeMarco Murray had, I believe, 44 yards on only 12 carries or something. Yeah. Um, against the Raiders defense, which was terrible against the run line. Yes. So I was like... Concerned. Sign me, sign me up for a yes. huge Demarco day. Yeah, right. And obviously, it didn't help that they started losing, so they kind of had to go away from the run a little bit. They lost twenty six to sixteen. Um, so, but I thought, I mean, he still touched Henry by, I think ten, yeah, ten touches. No, so yeah, I'm not too worried Henry about Derrick Henry. I was more concerned about the fact that he just did not annihilate the Oakland defense, and whether that means that Oakland defense got better or if it was just a bad day. I don't know, but he was uh, he was a huge letdown for me personally, um, and I know a lot of fantasy owners were were not happy with his six or seven point performance. 
in AP is that mm. are you disappointed that it is such a running back by committee or that he did not do well with his six carries and had a bad attitude and once out? The latter. Because okay. <laughs> Sean Payton is known for using his running back by committee. Mark, yeah. Last year, Mark Ingram was the first Saints running back to rush for 1,000 yards since 2006, Deuce McAllister. <laughs> they showed that stat during the, the game. Deuces. During that During the game last night. Oh, my God. So he's known for that. And back when they had, um, I think Mark Ingram's first or second year, they had him and Pierre Thomas and Reggie Bush and then all those running backs. They were throwing three, four running backs at a game. Sure. So that's not surprising to me. It's the fact that he just didn't really do anything, and he didn't look surprisingly good. Yep. Um, and I know the Vikings' defense is phenomenal, especially against the run. It um, is, but it's still But then, yeah, then he was yelling at Peyton. It wasn't a good yeah. look for him. No, it was, it was very bad. I wish he would have gone to the Giants. It makes so much sense. They're yeah. still in a shit running back situation. He would be the man there. Right. He wouldn't be splitting That's, carries. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, those were my two biggest letdowns. I was expecting a little bit more from each of those guys. Okay. Uh, my my biggest letdown was Le'Veon. I, oh, the running back. I, I know you didn't you didn't go to camp. Uh, people are, are easy to rip on you, like, oh, he didn't go to practice. I mean, he was still working out like a monster, and he's extremely talented. But the Cleveland Browns without Miles Garrett, Shut him down. That is that has to be the most embarrassing he also outing got of his like life. Twelve touches or something. Yeah, he didn't really get like a whole lot of carries. Twenty-five yards or something like that. Yeah. It was it was horrible. So Le'Veon, um, I expect a lot more out of you, and thank you for your disappointment when you play the Browns. Um, but if you want to be the number one running back, which with David Johnson out, you have the right to, uh, you better step shit up. Uh, my my biggest duh of the week to go along with the Brown Steelers is Jesse James. I in a sixteen team league I drafted Jesse James and started him just for week one because duh they're playing the Browns right two touchdowns Jesse James famous gangster um, he is gonna be off my team but. It was, it was an easy plug-and-play. Oh, absolutely. Won. Ballsy, yep. but I went with it. Uh, who, who do you got for biggest duh? Who was Mr. Obvious? Um, I got Once again, I've got two. Oh, um, weird. We're going to stay in Cleveland, though. Uh-oh. Uh, the obvious slam dunk choice, and you were starting him regardless of who he's playing, is Antonio yes. Brown. Antonio Brown, sure. And that's because he historically shits on the Browns. <laughs> and we didn't, we didn't have Hayden or Miles Garrett, obviously, but that doesn't affect... Brown as much. Yes. Um, but Brown just seems to destroy us. Absolutely. All the time. No matter who's on him. Absolutely. He was, he had 11 catches on 11 targets. He got every ball that was thrown his way. <laughs> the Browns literally did nothing to stop him. And he had 182 yards. His yards after the, like, Big Ben didn't have a good game for those who didn't watch, but he threw a 10-yard hook, and Antonio would run for another 28 yards yeah. every play. So he, like I said, you're starting him regardless of who he's playing. They could be yep. playing the Seahawks or the yep. Broncos, and you're starting him. Yep. Um, but you were just you knew it was going to be a 20-point game for Antonio Brown. And side note, Big Ben became the winningest quarterback 
In Brown Stadium history. <laughs> Brown Stadium history. With I think his eleventh win. Yeah. Eleventh win in Brown Stadium. So that this is this is sort of a shout out at you, uh, Deshaun Kaiser. This is this is your time yep. or the quarterback that we see week four. And my second duh is uh-huh. more of a, a Jesse James like duh streamer okay. is the right. defense. Pittsburgh defense. Oh, Pittsburgh defense. That was an automatic plug-and-play week one that you're dropping. Sure. Because, and they came through. They had a a blocked punt for a touchdown. Yeah, And held us to 18 points. So they had a good good fantasy day. A pick. So easy plug-and-play, and and, and you're dropping them after week one. I love it. Um, For one and done, so let's say you are looking for a waiver wire guy, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy had 23.8 points. I got to pick him up. Uh, my one and done, he is not going to repeat this performance, is Austin Hooper oh. at 23.8 points. Yeah. Um, he had two catches, and one of them um, was... How many, a, how many targets did he have? Two targets. <laughs> two catches on two targets. And one of them was an 85-yard, he was at midfield, caught it, and then just basically uh, punched Chicago Bears safeties in the head. And went into the end zone. So those of you looking for a tight end, I am dropping dropping Jesse James so you can pick him up. Do not pick up Austin Hooper. He is not the real deal. Do we have another not real deal one and done, P? You know, I would say Sam Bradford, but we're going to get to him in a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm looking at the, uh, the waivers right now, seeing who's out there. Um, Benny Fowler, or last night for the oh, Broncos. Yeah. Dexter's brother. Yeah. Uh, right. Had three catches on four targets for 21 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> okay. Don't think that's going to stay in pace. Along the same lines, Trevor Simeon had 22 points. Don't think that's going to happen very often. Correct. Did Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius do anything? Demarius had a, had a very Demarius game. He had like seven catches for 60-something yards. <laughs> so <laughs> a good PPR game. I think he got like yeah. nine or ten PPR points. Yeah. Uh, Manuel Sanders, nowhere to be found. Oh, boy. I think he had 20 yards on two catches or something. So maybe if you have a manual, you can drop him for Benny, but I, I'm not I'm not saying you should. No, I, I wouldn't go near any of those players. Who, who is your top performer of the week around the NFL? Around the NFL or my, yep. on my team? No, around the NFL. Who, who did it for you? Pardon me wants to say Kareem Hunt because... Yeah. I have him, and he dropped 40 points. But, um, you know, I think Leonard Fournette had a good game. Sure. 100 yards rushing uh, against Houston, who has a pretty good defense. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to be the Jags. Himself. The Jags' bread and butter this year is play defense, oh, has hope to, to stay in the game, get a lead maybe, and then just ground, yep. it, ground and pound at Fournette. So Run. good Absolutely. to see him get 100 yards on 20 carries. Yeah. So I thought he, uh, he had a good weekend. Okay. I'll give you a Leonard. Uh, my... My top performer uh, around the NFL is DeAndre Hopkins. He had uh, the most targets in the NFL with 16, who anybody that knows me knows that I love a good target machine. Big Cecil Shorts kind of guy. Um, I, I love a good number one receiver in a shit offense. Um, sort of along that lines is Larry Fitzgerald, who... You know, if he has four more targets this week, he's my top performer. Uh, but he he comes behind DeAndre Hopkins, who had a, a decent fantasy day, but 16 targets, that, that just uh, 
that milks my cow. It really does. Um, so, well, let's talk about a little matchup. Uh, week three, we have the Cowboys versus the Cardinals. So, let me take you to when we had our draft. Mm-hmm. And week, if you're looking at week three, if you're going to win $50 week three, you're drafting David Johnson and Zeke is nowhere to be found. Zeke is now playing the entire season and David Johnson is out. Yep. Flip the fucking script. Yep. What the fuck happened? Well, uh, the NFL is appealing the federal court's decision to grant Zeke Elliott's temporary restraining order to allow him to play very similar to what Brady did. So there is a chance still. It's an outside chance that the appeal works and Zeke will still get suspended. However, I don't think he's going to suspend it this year. I think it would be more of a Brady situation where after the season they, they run see it through and he'll get suspended next year. Does somebody get fired when this happens? I feel like how can you let this happen? Hmm. I don't think someone gets fired. It's, it's a mess, but it doesn't seem like they're, they're doing anything outside Wrong. of their job description. Yeah, they're, doing, they're all doing their jobs. Um, Just a lot of shit to go through. Yeah, and it sucks that it happens so late in the off season, right before uh, the week one started. Yep. But yeah, flip the scripts, dude. David sure. Johnson is out for at least three months, two months. Well, well. Uh, I believe November seventh uh, is the first game he could come back because I think if once you're on the IR, you have to be on there for at least eight weeks eight or something. Weeks. Yeah. So he might. He, I have a feeling they'll bring him back. Um, right. Depending on their record, of course, if they're, you know, in the mix, oh, yeah. they'll bring them back. back. But if not, they they probably will just say just chill for the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you were patient enough to wait for Zeke or greedy enough to reach it, for him, you're reaping the reward. It is you. paying off. And David Johnson owners, you're one of them. Feel yeah. bad. Feel I, bad for you. I, I feel bad for myself. I have been in mourning ever since he got hurt. And I have been looking for a lot of pity. So if anyone wants to give me some more pity, I'm I'm on the pity train right now. You're uh, you're in such a bad spot right now that your number two running back you're starting is James White. James White, who according to Yahoo has a nine percent start percentage <laughs> in Yahoo leagues. You know I'm I'm just playing the money ball. You also had uh, Julian Edelman who yeah tore his ACL. So now you're starting Danny Amendola. <laughs> So you're really plugged and playing these Patriots. So to to um, to sort of fill the gap of Edelman uh, got Amendola that I'm plugging and playing. Um, who do you got for a Sherwin Williams or Andre three thousand this week? As a plug and play, as David Johnson's replacement for at least eight weeks. Well, it's definitely gonna be Kerwin Williams, especially this week because they're playing um, some shit team. Over Ellington. You like yeah, oh, yeah. Ellington? Ellington sucks. They're playing the Colts okay. at, at Indianapolis indoors. So sure. Give me all the way. Give me Kerwin Williams. Painted it. Um, they did sign Chris Johnson, so if, if Williams doesn't get the job done, uh, they could look his way, but I think Andre okay. Ellington is trash. I think he is too, but everything I've seen in the like Arizona beat reporters are like, Andre is the only one that can catch Kerwin can't. So he gets the ball on the other side of the 50, and Andre helps bring him up. So he has more of a big play potential. 
Yeah, I, the touchdown upside for Kerwin Williams Kerwin, is up there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, mean, I, I think if this is... He he is more of he is a better Tevin Coleman than Tevin Coleman was last year, um, getting all of those end zone touches. If the Cardinals even get there, yeah, that's going to be the. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are fucked. <coughs> Palmer had because they were interceptions. They weren't with. a great team to begin with. No, now they're now they're way worse. <sighs> yeah, um, so that so that hurts. Yep. Um, and our our next segment has uh, two tier name. It is Return of the Mac, a.k.a. Mac to the Future. Uh, we, got, we got Marlon Mack on hand. Um, he is 9% owned in fantasy leagues, and he is owned by yours truly, the hard-hitting analyst, P. Yep. Um, what, what can you tell us about Marlon the Fish, Nemo's dad? Oof. So Marlon Mack had 24 yards and a touchdown on 10 carries. Well, and and a catch for twenty yards in the their obliteration by the Rams. Is Frank Gore still legally allowed to play in the NFL because of his birth certificate being from the sixties? He's not legally allowed, but he's still doing it anyway. He's, <sighs> That's fascinating. He's finding a way to stay on the field somehow, some way. Man, don't let um, anybody play. Zeke, Frank Gore, go ahead. I think Gore is uh, the Colts back you want to own. Sure. Unfortunately. Um, but I picked up Mac because next year, Gore's got it. He's got to be done next year. Yes, I mean. So Mac is the dynasty pick. Yep. And even maybe the back half of this year, he sees uh, an uptick in carries. And you know, who knows if Frank Gore will even last the whole year? So I, I mean, in this shit offense, they're a shitty team. They got smacked. Yep. And granted, they had Scott Tolsey, and so when they get luck yeah. back, he'll, they'll at least two pick sixes. Yeah, they'll. Be I a mean, better. To, is this one of their answers? Like when the Raiders had that one in fifteen year, and they found Latavius Murray. Yeah. Is this is this one of those guys? Maybe it's yeah, hard they, to tell on twenty four yards, but um, I, I like this young kid, and I'm very jealous that you you snagged him up. Oh yeah, he. Uh, they drafted him for a reason. Definitely, and I, I think he'll he'll get the nod eventually. So I'm I'm stashing him on the bench for now. Sure, I like that. Um, so now now we're getting a little personal into the into the fantasy game. Um, who of all of the leagues that you're in, and I'm in three. You're in three. Three as well. Um, what is the worst? Fantasy name, and then we'll go the best too. We'll give it to them, mm. um, but you can't use your own uh, team name in any league that you're in. The worst. The worst. Now, are we going? You know, like worst as in just really shitty, or worst as in wow, that's a Google search team name. All right. Yeah. No, I'm I'm accepting both answers. Um, I I would love to hear you out for. Um, why it's a shitty team name? If it makes me laugh out loud, but if it's cheesy and it's a Google search, you know that's that's just lazy. That that speaks to everyone's character. Who All you right. got? Um, in our in our league, um, it has to be Des Nuts. Des. <laughs> the fifty uh, percent of me hates this name because it's a classic Google search. Yeah. Lazy. Of course. And the other fifty percent is because he's the guy who has taken about eight hundred of our dollars over the last <laughs> ten years. 
So the, those two combined for my least favorite team name in our league. Oh, that's nuts. And it's after Des Bryant. Like, he's, yeah, he's, it's just, shit. he's nobody's favorite player no, or even it's, a funny it's player. Terrible. Yeah. Um, I feel I'm, like that, that team name was funny two years ago. No, yeah. Last year. When, played out. It's played out. Yeah. When, when do... You know, how... Even that meme, that little video, the, the gif, is dead of these nuts. Ha. Yep. It's not funny anymore. Right. So get, get a new team name at you, Scotty. Um, I'm, I'm going to go in one of my leagues. Somebody's team name is Jacob Cutler. Why? <laughs> uh, I, okay. I don't have a good answer for you. Um, but I'm pretty sure he is a Chicago fan because um, Mitch Trubisky um, was taken before a kicker and a defense. And he is not starting over Mike Glennon. Correct. Which is embarrassing. Yes, very. Um, so, Smoke and Jay didn't get his job at Fox. Uh, said he was never going to do any research or anything. And this guy is like, I love him so much and the Bears that I'm going to go with his full name. And we don't even know if that is his full name of Jacob Color. I'm going to look right now. Um, Do some research. So my my best fantasy team name probably has to be your sister's fiance. Mm. It's, Explain the history behind your it's, sister's it's, fiance. It's the perfect marriage, pun intended. So our league started in 2009, and in 2010 this team joined... And they were the the S squared, the shitster. They they wanted nothing but to cause havoc in the league. So Which worked. They did their job. Uh, they they came in as your sister's girlfriend. Boyfriend. Or oh shit. They came in the league as your sister's boyfriend. And it was a perfect timing because I think seven People have uh, sisters in the league, and the draft shirt was worn with all of the sisters' pictures on it. It was a a classic um, shot at every single person personally, and that that was you know 2010. That's seven years ago. So now we have matured so much that your sister now has a fiance. And when you thought you couldn't get any more mad that she had a boyfriend that was a piece of shit, now she's about to get married. So I'm not going to use this one in the future, but obviously in five years from now, you know it's going to be your sister's husband. Yep, I cannot wait. Hilarious. I absolutely love it. Uh, The the longevity of this is the, the keystone to it. Who, who do you got for a best fantasy name? Um, in my uh, college league, one of uh, my buddies who's from Columbus but is a Browns fan. Okay. Um, his team name has been, over the last two years, the Cleveland Sashi Rolls. Oh. Not, not the Sushi Rolls. <laughs> sashi Rolls. And that's a shout-out to Sashi Brown, our... Uh, Our fearless, fearless five foot six yep. leader that is a mathematician. So that... Uh, that makes me chuckle every time I look at it. And his uh, his little uh, abbreviation, this is on ESPN, so you know the little abbreviations of your yeah, team name? of course. Is 
the money sign and ball, money ball. <laughs> so big fan of that. Gives me a little chuckle every time I look at it. All right, it. I, I I can do not that. not super creative, but you know it hits home because we're Browns fans, and I yep, I was like, course. that's a pretty good name. Yeah, no, I, I I dig every part of that. Special shout out to um, Bortle Combat in our league. Bortle Combat, was and the only reason that's a special shout out is because I know it's going to be changed next week. Yep, because absolutely. that is uh, our co-host uh, Jack, his team. He's notorious for changing his team name, literally every week. So this week it's Mortal Kombat. Next week, who knows what it's going to be. <laughs> Next is the most ridiculous thing that happened to you this week um, in a fantasy league. So uh, easy. Like, like we said, I'm I'm in I'm in three P's and three. Um, we are we are um, both. We are not set on getting every single player. Um, to the same team, right? You would agree. Um, so we we don't need to copy every team. We can have you know different guys. We're not in love with everyone, um, but that did not seem to matter for me uh, because in my work league, which is on myfantasyleague.com, one of the worst websites. Woof, that's a thing. In um, is that as bad as pick hoops for March <laughs> Madness? It, I think it's the same person that made it. It's that ugly. It's horrible. Um, so I learned it worked in my favor, but I learned the hard way that Dan Bailey would be the highest point getter on my team this week. He had 27 points, and I scored 135, and I won. So I had a great week. Jesus. How did Dan Bailey have 27 points? Every time you kick a field goal, right? a field goal attempt is three points. Just to kick it. Just to kick it. So it's six points if you make it. Yep. That is the dumbest thing about it. It is... The most ridiculous thing that has ever happened to me, and I needed to share it on this podcast because what in the fucking shit? We have three commissioners over 16 teams, and this is how we fucking get repaid? What a joke. That's, that's obnoxious. Yeah. It, 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 it really, really hurts, um, and you can bet that I was complaining – um, as it was happening, even though Dan Bailey was racking them up because I think the Cowboys scored like 19 points. So he had like five attempts and then made four of them. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, incredible. Also obnoxious. Yes. Uh, what, what do you got for most ridiculous thing that happened to you this week? So the most ridiculous thing that happened to me is in my law school week, I had a 37-point advantage heading into Monday night. Uh-oh. Uh, he had Dalvin Cook. And Sam Bradford. Oh, God. So, I got Sammy two times and lost by five. <laughs> Not to mention my two running backs belong to the New York Jets. Oh, no. I started the Bilal, Bilal Pow And Matt Forte. Can't, okay. I'm very sorry for you. Uh, the Jets' preseason odds to win the Super Bowl were 1,000 to 1. Highest in NFL history. Jesus. Um, that you... Have two running backs. Did you start them both? Had to. Oh, I'm so sorry. My other my other running backs are Joe Mixon and Jeremy Hill, who actually 
scored less than Powell and Forte. Yeah, Bengals so, have the worst offense. Uh, in the that's probably because I went Evans, Gronk, Hopkins with my first three okay. picks. Um, and then I traded Gronk for Cooks, Witten, and Jeffrey. Wow. So, you know, I'm pretty stacked at the pass catch department. But, you know, running backs are pretty bad. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I'm pretty close to a couple people inside the Jets organization. And I know the the two biggest guys for us to rip on are Bilal Powell and Willie Sneed. Um, an easy one is Bilal Powell is trash bags for the last seven years. What if I told you I have had three different sources tell me, Adam Schefter, tuning in here, Bilal Powell has the biggest penis in the NFL. And people talk about that in the locker room. Locker room talk. Just guys being guys. But biggest penis in the NFL. Do we hate him as much? I have a little respect. I, I don't have any respect for Matt Forte. So I'm I'm okay putting one of our most hated guys above Matt Forte. Um, but that's because we don't talk about Matt Forte. What, what what are your what are your thoughts? What do we got here? I think I think Pal is climbing my my charts. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, got to be over that Willie fact. Sneed. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think my you left out our third player that we like to rip on the cancer, Mike Wallace. Mike, yeah, of course, Mike Wallace. So I think um, in terms of owning those players, I would go Pal number one. Okay. Mike Wallace number two. Willie Sneed third. Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed is suspended. I found out. He was on somebody's bench that I played this week. Yeah, I think I would rather pick up Jesse James than Willie <laughs> Sneed. That's how I feel about Wet Willie. But yeah, so the most ridiculous thing that happened to me this week was the fact that I started two Jets running backs. Yeah, and that lost, is insane yeah, to start with. And lost on Monday night to Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford had just, 25 points. Just when you thought you had it, Sam Bradford beats you. He, I was like, 37-point lead. There's no way that Cook and Bradford could have combined for 40 points. <laughs> Lo and behold, they exceed that, and I lose by five. He channeled his uh, he channeled his inner Heisman. You know who never won a Heisman? Bilal Powell. Yeah, Still the Wet Willie. Oh, wet. Um, so, yeah, I, I think... I think that was a that was a great episode, Pete. That's that's what we got for week one, and we're gonna hit you next week for some more hard hitting analysis. And I'm really looking forward to how the Dolphins and Bucks players look. They I'm, are fresh. I can't wait to see them in like week fourteen. Yes, because they're playing sixteen straight games. Amazing. Like I know a bye week is okay. It's only one week, so. It, it's maybe not that big of a deal if you have yeah. it like week six or seven because yeah. you're ending up playing like ten in a row after that anyway. Absolutely. But this is 16 straight games. It's never happened in NFL history. I mean, for good reason. And So I'm interested to see how it hold, how they hold up. I mean, obviously, I think they'll both look good this week. I think they're both, both yeah. have easy games, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they're, and their, their talent is not going to go unnoticed. No. I, I think where it really matters for us is week... 10 through 16 in fantasy football playoff time. Like you said, week 14, week one of playoffs, are you playing Jarvis Landry, who just played, you know... 15 straight games. Yeah, and he got 15 straight targets in every single game. I'm I'm probably benching a guy like that. 
because I mean neither of these teams are dominant. They're not going to have an easy road, or and they're not going to give up because everyone needs to play for their jobs. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they look in week week two, which is week one for them. Yep. Let's talk about it. Sports. Sports. Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about sports. Baby, let's talk about sports.